You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 19 and 20. We're going to do our uh, summary discussion and then spoiler discussion. Uh, and there are no, I don't know, there's no other announcement announcements today. Everything's the same. We're just chilling, making episodes. <laughs> so, chapter 19 begins uh, at school. School started again. The gang has just entered their second year of high school. And Toru says the first years are so cute. She says it would have been nice to see Kyo and Uo at the opening ceremony, which they both to which they both reply, too much effort. Or in the Yen Press translation, pain in the ass, which I think is pretty <laughs> accurate for like any school ceremony. Yeah. Uo, <laughs> Uo says, even if um even if it wasn't a pain in the ass, the pollen would drive her nuts. And Kyo says, just take a pill. And Uo says, Don't work. Maybe I took too many different drugs when I was younger. And Kyo is like, What does that mean? <laughs> Uo asks where the prince is. Toru says that he's helping with the like orientation committee or whatever. It's translated weirdly in the in the thing, but I substituted it with what I thought it went, which was orientation committee uh, for new students. Uo says that he's probably getting mobbed by first years, and we cut to the hallway where exactly that is happening. Um, we cut back to the classroom where Hana says that she sensed that Shigure was here, and then we cut to the house the night before where Shigure says that he'll attend the ceremony. Not just to see high school girls, though. Of course not. No. He's an idiot, says Hana. <laughs> Uo is like, wait, there are more Soma guys here? Go get them, Kion. And Hana is like, yes, fetch. And Kyo is like, why me? Hana leans over him and rests her arm, her hand on his shoulder and asks, why would we ask Toru to do such a difficult task? Um, and Toru says that she was planning to go and say hi anyway and tries to convince Kyo to come. Um, but of course, he doesn't want to see them. But in bubbly speech-shaped speech bubbles, as Toru is wont to do, she tries to convince him again by saying that it might be different seeing them at school. It might be fun. <laughs> but of course, he responds with silence and then accompanies her. <laughs> um, as they take off, Uho comments that it's getting harder for him to say no to Toru, and Hana replies, very interesting. Out in the hall, Kyo asks some girls if Momiji and Haru are in their class and to go get them, um, to which they reply yes and go off to get them. <laughs> In the background, the two girls swoon. And then while waiting for them, Kyo overhears some faceless guys talking about Toru, who's kind of like standing across the hall, I think. Check it out, they say. She's cute, but she doesn't look very bright. It's annoying when girls are, get all assertive, though, don't you think? She doesn't look like, or she looks like she'll buy anything. Kyo then comes over and punches the wall above her head, <laughs> and she's surprised. Um, not sure if it's that smoldering look that follows is from Toru's perspective or if he like looks back at the guys um, but it works and the guys eep and run off which is nice after that Kyo says don't just stand there like a doofus doofus which is a great line <laughs> and uh, smacks her on the head and tells her to look sharp when she's by herself if she spaces out like that she'll get kidnapped or something she's like okay and my, my favorite chibi panel of the series we see Toru <laughs> trying to look sharp but there's a little thing that says like look sh looking sharp or something Kyo is like I said you need to look sharp when you're by yourself you can act as dumb as you want when I'm with you but actually in mine there's a type that says you can be act as dumb as you want which I almost yeah. typed in my notes and I was like <laughs> anyway she's like okay and relaxes and he's like hey I didn't mean anything weird by that and she looks kind of surprised and is like weird how he looks surprised too and then blushes and he's like what am I saying am I crazy Fortunately, Kyo and Toru's awkward moment is once again broken up by Momiji appearing, who comes running up to them in a charming outfit that is half comprised of the girls' school uniform and with modified shorts on the bottom. 
Kyo's face contorts into an enraged look that we haven't yet seen in the series, I think. And he slams Momiji down and exclaims. And now brace yourselves for this regrettable 2004 era line in the Tokyo Pop version that says, Are you retarded? Or we can transport ourselves to three years ago to a time when maybe we've evolved a little bit as a society to the Yen Press translation, which says, What the hell are you doing? Or we could have just looked at the Japanese where he just says, Bakaka, which is like, are you an idiot? <laughs> so wait, why? I don't understand why any of that extra stuff was necessary. Just be like, what, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> but he's very enraged about it, which is, I guess, something to note. Haru appears very casually behind him, and Kyo continues to parade Momiji um, and question Momiji's wardrobe choice. Toru, Haru, and Momiji all think that it looks good on him, and Kyo still thinks it's wrong. Um, Haru notices something behind them and he kind of like raises his arms out and then there's a little sound effect that says scamper or whatever so he scampers over to Yuki who also asks what Momiji is wearing he says that he came by uh, he came to stop and see them he's not done with his like volunteer duties or you know maybe his voluntold duties I don't know I can't tell because <laughs> um, I think he's on the student council like he was the student rep for their not on the student council he's like a student rep for their class so maybe he had to help right like, he mm. was kind of running the, facilitating the onigiri stand stuff. So he has some kind of, I don't know. Duties. Yeah, it seems like. Toru um, asks. Responsibilities. He's what? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the old Rugrats movie. They, like, told, like, t- one of them that they had responsibilities, but they didn't understand. So they said responsibilities. Responsibilities. And for some reason, like, in my house, we, we still say responsibilities. There's, like, responsibilities. A, <laughs> there's definitely phrases from Rugrats that we use in my house. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember. A lot of times when we're like jokingly saying we have some obligation, we're like, I got sponsibilities. <laughs> um, I like the, like, I don't want to be a big people anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's definitely other ones I can't remember. What a great, a great show. Let's do a podcast about Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Toru asks what Haru and Omiji think of the school so far. And Omiji says that he was told to chill out at school. And so he says, at school, he's playing it cool. <laughs> And it, uh, just in case you were wondering if it was like a thing like the Faito Baito thing that was like translated, it, no, he says kudu. So it's like he says the same thing in Japanese too. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> and Kyo was like playing it, playing it cool, dressed like that. I feel like when I read that line in my head, I was like, Kayla's going to ask. I better be prepared. <laughs> so they hear a voice from afar and we see fuzzy figures approaching dramatically. It's the student body president slash leader of the school defense force. And his lackeys. <laughs> and he sasses Kyo for his hair. And then he says Momiji's outfit is unacceptable. The most shameless thing he's ever seen, which I highly doubt. <laughs> Haru is like who called in the idiot brigade, which is great. <laughs> he also sasses Hataru for his hair color. Yuki protests and says that it's his natural hair color. But the president, uh, Makoto, I don't remember if I said his name yet. Makoto says he turns his attention back to Momiji. And starts being an asshole again, saying, like, don't you have any manly pride? Right now you're traveling full speed down the road to failure. Which is kind of an intense metaphor, also. Momiji... Yeah, intense speech bubbles, too. They're all, like, jagged. Yeah. It's like big star-shaped <laughs> speech bubbles, which is really funny. Yeah, it's like action, it's like action speech bubbles from, like, superhero <laughs> comics. <laughs> yeah, it is Bam, like that. Bam, pow. <laughs> Bam, pow. Don't you have any manly pride? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Momiji starts getting upset, of course, and he protests that he says... That saying that it looks better on him and Toru says please don't be so hard on him Makoto says I'm not being hard on him merely taking the side of decency and common sense um, which is all too intense and finally after three pages of this jerk's dialogue 
Haru tells him to shut the hell up, which is awesome. <laughs> um, Yuki and Kyo perk up kind of concerned, and Haru continues to tell the president off for judging people based on their appearance. He goes through like a whole thing that's like, well, if I look like this, does that mean I'm going to kill someone or whatever? I think that's the clencher um, <laughs> out of all the things that he says. Of course, uh, the gang realize that he's gone. Haru has gone black. And as he continues, who the hell do you think you are? And grabs the president by the collar and like shakes him. Um, and Kyo tries to step in um, and is like, cut it out. You can't fight an amateur. And Haru is like, but out, stupid cat, which of course pisses Kyo off. So Haru and Kyo, Haru turns his attention to Kyo and then they argue. And he just kind of like leaves the president <laughs> on the floor, I think. Um, it looks like the president looks like he's kind of like freaked out or passed out. I don't know. His glasses are all shiny. Like he can't see his eyes. And one of the girl lackeys is like, President, snap out of it. Haru appeals to her, asking, What do you think of Omiji? He'll get bigger soon, and then it'll be more appropriate for him to wear the guy's uniform. Imagine how handsome he'll look then. And then on the next page, we see a preview of older Momiji holding a lollipop, um, which I imagine being accompanied by, like, a heavenly choir. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of sparkles. And the lackey girls, are, they're, like, crying, and they're holding their, hands, their hands up. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the president pops up and he's like, don't, don't let him brainwash you and sasses them more. And then Haru asks, well, what if Yuki wore the girl's uniform? And then we see a panel of Yuki kind of like in the same, in the same way. And the president reacting the same way. And Yuki's like, cut it out, basically. The president snaps out of it. I don't know why I kept calling him the president in my notes. I don't know. It's Makoto. It's his name. <laughs> the president steps out of it. Uh, but he turns his attention to Haru, asking how he can prove his hair color is natural. So, of course, Haru obliges by taking him to the bathroom. And after they come out of the bathroom, um, the president concedes and pieces out. So he's like, fine, whatever, you win this round and leaves. <laughs> Toru asks, what did you do in the bathroom to prove your natural hair color? <laughs> and Haru saunters up to her and caresses her cheek and asks, do you really want to know? Why don't we just cut to the chase and do it? To which Toru replies, huh? <laughs> but of course, Kyo and Yuki step in and like pound Haru straight into the ground. <laughs> uh, so I love the panel after she asks what they did in the bathroom <laughs> it's got like yuki and kyo looking mortified with their like hair all spiky oh wait <laughs> i need to look now oh yeah the little one at the bottom yeah, yeah. <laughs> kyo and yuki's are, are all spiky and momiji and toro are like hmm <laughs> i wish i could figure out a way to describe that face where they have like beady little yeah. eyes <laughs> anyway it's a good beat panel <laughs> it's pretty great yes it's like a good um I'm surprised it's not like the ghost figures that we talked about before, yeah. actually, because they're probably also... Those are like... in the uh, the next page when uh, Haru snaps out of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, of course, um, you know, a second later, Haru slowly sits up and he's like, I'm kind of tired. And you can cure like, you're tired, which is kind of <laughs> it's hilarious. The bell rings, and so they have to head back to class. Um, but Momiji asks Yuki and Kyo to stay behind because uh, he has something to talk to them about, so Toru heads back first. And Kyo is like, what do you want? If it's stupid, I'll punch you, which is also <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so before you say anything, I want you to know that if it's stupid, I will punch you. <laughs> we cut away to Toru. I, I could start most of my conversations with that. <laughs> that would, yeah. It'd save a lot of time, you know? <laughs> it would be a good way to... It would certainly be a good way to like rule out conversation that is not required. Like, are you sure you, you want to say that up? to people at work? Mm. Not my coworkers. People come into work. <laughs> no, there's a lot of stupid people to come into your work. You might get tired <laughs> of punching people. I feel like uh, 
we cut away to Toru who's walking um in like this partially outdoor hallway or something like it looks like it's kind of uncovered it's hard to tell um it's not that important she's walking in the hallway um cherry blossoms blowing in the breeze so probably it's springtime right so yeah th- yes that's right there's petals in the background she's thinking that that was quite the commotion but kind of like um pleased about it i think like it was fun <laughs> um days like this might wear yuki and kyo out and a voice from the bottom left-hand corner of the page announces, you look like you're enjoying yourself. And Toru looks up surprised. We cut back to the Soma boys, seeing their reactions to what Omiji said. Haru is a bit shocked and concerned. Kyo looks sort of neutral, um, but then he looks over his shoulder out of the corner of his eye, back at Yuki, who looks afraid. Very afraid. His eyes um, are enormous. They are enormous. They get even bigger later, though, so I reserved, yeah. <laughs> I reserved terrified for next chapter. <laughs> um, I almost wrote that, but changed it. Then we see the dialogue. He says he's coming here. And we see floral imagery, kind of like petals blowing in the background. We cut back to Toru, who sees a dark-headed figure. And a page flip reveals that the stranger that she has run into is Akito. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we rehearsed this, except we don't. <laughs> we definitely don't. <laughs> oh, man. So chapter 20 opens with, I can't imagine, I can't wish, can you imagine like reading, having to read like a chapter, like serial or like manga serialized like week by week or whatever? Like it's the worst. Like if yeah. that was the reveal and you're like, now I got to wait for like, I don't know, who knows how long. It could be like months if it goes on hiatus or something, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so chapter 20 opens with some narration, which I think is Yuki's internal monologue because of later. Um, wait, what? I didn't say what it said. Hold on a second. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it in my notes. I have to look it up. I can read it if you want. Oh, can you? There was something I wanted, something I pictured while in that dark room. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we also see um, dialogue that's overlaid, I think, from Haru, because he calls Shigure-sensei and he says, it says, we, we didn't know either, right before you got here. So this is like directly continued from the last chapter. Right before you got here, at orientation sensei told us, Akito suddenly announced that he would be coming too. And then under the dialogue, we see Akito turn and approach Toru with a stern look on his face. We cut briefly back to like the actual scene of the guys talking, um, saying to be on the lookout for him. Momiji says that they thought they'd better warn Yuki in case he didn't want to see Akito. And Yuki looks down and away, and he leaves without saying anything. Like He's clearly very shocked. Um, Haro and Momiji kind of look after, and even Kyo looks a bit concerned. Like, he looks back, and he's a bit concerned, too. At the end of the scene, Yuki walks through the school alone, passing by some kids laughing and having fun, his head down. He's, like, clearly completely removed from everything that's happening in this school. Yeah, I think there's a nice effect where, like, there's dialogue bubbles, but they're, like, filled in. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a little texture. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real nice effect to show you. It's, like, you're hearing people but not listening to anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in the last episode, there was the part where, she, uh, I don't know, like you can see the dialogue from Toru and the teacher, but like there's mm-hmm. nothing in it. I guess it's like the opposite yeah. of that because it's like there's that in that case, there's no, they can't hear the sound. In this case, you can hear the sound, but mm-hmm. he's like not comprehending it or he's not paying attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. It was nice, simple visual effect that works really well, I think. Mm-hmm. We cut then back to. Uh, Toru and Akito and Toru remembers seeing Akito in the window when she went to the main house um, to visit Hattori she introduces herself and her mind races as she thinks is this 
is this a real Akito-san? Why is he at school? Is it okay for me to run into him like this? He's so young, and he's as handsome as Yuki. Um, and then she also remembers this is the man who hurt Hattori's eye. So she's a bit cautious. My Akito comments, leaning over her a bit, because I think Toru is teeny tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a lovely young woman you are. So kind and so cute, says Akito. And Toru is like, no, no, not me. Not, I don't remember exactly what she says, but <laughs> she's like, That's, I'm not. No, no. Akito <laughs> is like, relax. <laughs> and then uh, Akito apologizes for not introducing himself properly before and reintroduces himself as the head of the Soma household. And Toru thinks that she didn't expect him to be so gentle. Akito says, I would like us to be friends with a kind of sly look um, and ask that Toru take good care of Yuki and the others. On cue, Yuki arrives, looking quite nervous and then petrified as Akito starts talking to him. Akito says that he's missed Yuki, that it's been ages since they've seen each other. Yuki's even gotten taller. And Yuki kind of like demands or wants to know what Akito did to Toru. But Akito says that he was just saying hello. We see Yuki's clenched fist as Akito comes closer, right in Yuki's face, touching Yuki's cheek. Um, And Akito asks why Yuki skipped out on New Year's. It hurt him deeply when Yuki... It hurts him deeply when Yuki does does things like that. Akito may have no choice but to teach Yuki another lesson, to put him in the special room for a day just to remind him who he really is. And then we see baby Yuki, or maybe some other child, but I'm pretty about 99% sure that it's Yuki in a kimono, <laughs> in the corner of a room. It looks like a really big room, the way that it's drawn. Um, hands covering yeah, his it ears. It makes Yuki look really tiny. It does make him look very, yeah. very tiny. Um, we see the feet of another person, perhaps um, another child in a kimono, and the face of that child grinning a super sadistic-looking grin. And we also see imagery of like a cord that's knotted and a paintbrush spreading dark paint. The next page reveals a panicked-looking Yuki, unable to speak, completely panicked. In this case, his eyes are as wide as they've ever been, I think. And he looks almost like he's... Almost Toru's eyes. Almost Toru's eyes, <laughs> that's correct. And like he's like kind of sweating a little bit, I think, it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Toru looks determined and then takes a step and pushes into Akito with her arms outstretched. And she's um, after she kind of recoils and is like, I'm, I'm sorry, we have to get back to class. Akito apologizes and says that he needs to return to the others. And Akito closes by saying that he hopes Yuki enjoys school and would be pleased if he would come to see him again soon. Uh, seeing Yuki's very, like, he's like petrified the whole time. It's really mm-hmm. intense. Akito turns to leave and we see Kyo watching from a window or maybe like farther down the hallway. It's a little bit hard to tell because like the angle's really weird. Like it looked like it was a window. And then when Akito looks at him, it like looks like he's lower or something. So I couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Akito looks at uh, Kyo smirking and then Kyo glares and then Akito leaves. Meanwhile, Toru freaks out a little. Before she says anything to Yuki, she's like completely, she thinks that it was completely out of line. But even though Akito sounded gentle, his eyes weren't smiling at all. Like perhaps Akito hated her even before now. Um, but the thing that she wants to understand most is why Akito would hate her. And so the next page, that dialogue is like over this page and the next page. But the next page we see Yuki's like looking at his hand and his hand is shaking, which is also really sad. Um, and he confirms with Toru that Akito didn't do anything strange. And Toru says that he was really just saying hello. Yuki kind of crosses his arms like he's trying to like also kind of like he's uncomfortable. Like he's trying to like, I don't know, soothe himself or whatever, protect himself mm-hmm. a little bit. And Toru looks concerned. And then in her bubbly voice, in her bubbly voice, bubble voice, 
She says that they get out of school early today, that they should do something fun together. And she thinks, I want um, the fear of Akito and Yukikun's heart to clear away. So she tries to kind of like break him out of that feeling. Later in the afternoon, this manga once again turns into a sports manga as the gang plays <laughs> badminton. Akio complains... Yuki says he doesn't know the rules, and Hana says there are no rules. Um, <laughs> and as they all get ready to play, Uo starts by shit-talking Kyo, of course. Um, we cut- I also love when they're choosing teams that Kyo is like outside the circle sulking, but he's still playing the game to choose teams. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, that's how he does. <laughs> we cut away from the game to Shigure and Atori talking, possibly back at the main house again. It looks like they're in another traditional-looking house. Shigure is telling Hitori about what happened in the car when they left school. And we see, like, his memory. In his memory, Akito says that Toru is ugly, not too bright, and Yuki is still afraid. And that proves that Yuki won't forget Akito, which is super nice. Um, <laughs> Shigure continues, if you lock someone up in a dark room for a long time and mentally torture them, it leaves indelible scars. And we see a flashback of Yuki saying, let me out, let me out of here. And he's grabbing at it looks like he's Yuki's on the floor and he's grabbing at someone, like someone's clothes or something. Hattori, lighting a cigarette, replies, but Akito doesn't understand that someone can, if there's someone that can cause those scars, there's sure to be someone who can heal them. That fact gives me more than a little courage. And then I think Shigure says, um, and what he said about Toru, she's adorable. And then Hattori, I think, is like, coming from you, that sounds criminal. <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. to tell because their backs are to us. But I'm pretty sure the dialogue belongs to those yeah. people <laughs> based on the content. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to the kids all playing badminton. And we see Yuki's kind of inner monologue overlaid scenes of them playing, which is really cute. Um, and it's continued from the beginning of the chapter. And he, what it says is, there was something I wanted, something I envisioned. So it was like, whatever, when I was in that dark room, there was something that I wanted, right? Um, There was something that I wanted, something that I envisioned. Loving parents, a happy home with everyone smiling at me. A home that no one would ever want to leave. A warm place, a warm person. And of course, that part's overlaid with Toru um, as she's hitting the the birdie. (laughs) (laughs) You can see tears welling in Yuki's eyes um, as he thinks it exists. I know it does. Um, The sun sets... And the gang is all tuckered out from their, like, hardcore badminton playing, which fortunately we didn't have to witness. Although I guess if it was anything like the ping pong playing from last time, it would have been amazing because that was, like, the best comedic relief that we had so far, I think, in this story. Um, Kyo Kyo wants to know why the wave girl is the only one who's not dying. And Haru says to Toru um, that he was worried about Yuki, but it looks like he's okay and he thanks her. And Toru's in her monologue. She thinks, Mom... Today I met the head of the Soma family. He's a difficult person to describe. I wonder if he's in the Zodiac. To be honest, he scared me a little, but... And then we see Yuki's dialogue, like, kind of interjected. Yuki says that they should go home, too. And on the next page, Toru smiles and says, yes. And her smile's very charming. She continues to think, when we're together, my fears suddenly fly to the other side of the stars. And at the end, we see the trio taking off, and Toru asks what they want for dinner. Yuki suggests leeks and liver, and Kyo is like, hey... And that's the mm-hmm. end of the chapter. <laughs> There's a lot that happened in these two chapters. Mm-hmm. I cut it down. Or like I summarized it a lot. Like I um, condensed it a lot. But whew, we got a lot of, we saw some some dark, dark things. Yeah. Fortunately, at the end. Some intense it, things. Yeah. Got wrapped <laughs> up a little bit in a nice badminton bow. <laughs> so 
Um, so that was nice. Kyo, I updated my count of Kyo bopping Toro on the head, which is now three, just for the mm-hmm. record. <laughs> the Shigeru's house didn't get broken, and nobody, no, lots, plenty of people fought, but nobody's fights were broken up by hugging. So, yeah. can add anything Spy- to our other counters. Slamming to the ground, I think. <laughs> I could add a slamming to the ground counter. I feel like there's a lot of that going on. Didn't that happen last time, or am I just remembering like the anime? I might just be remembering the anime episode we talked about. <laughs> Momiji got like, slammed uh, to the ground a lot, I think, in the yeah. <laughs> Osen chapter. I think it happens to Momiji a lot. Ma- must in the be. early chapters, anyway. <laughs> Before he, like, yeah, is older and calmer, perhaps. <laughs> so you start with some lighter stuff. We've got time <laughs> progressing. <laughs> time progressing? Oh, you mean? Yeah, it's... new school year. Yeah. That doesn't always happen in manga. <laughs> They're all older now. They're yeah. a year older. That is nice how in this manga, the school like actually changes. Like they graduate. Yeah. Like it goes through the whole. I remember um, there's a chapter of Oron that starts with him saying like, "Oh, it's a like it's whatever time of year." You know what that means? They have like the twins say like, "Time to move up a new grade," it's, and they like <laughs> gag-, gag them and tie them up because that would mean like. <laughs> Losing half their characters. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess a bunch like, of them are seniors. not going to talk about that in this series. That's funny. <laughs> like, shh, shh, everyone shush. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like, it's it's nice. Yeah, Haru and Momiji are at the school. So yeah. More regular characters. Yeah, which is nice. We like them, right? So. <laughs> and both of those characters. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed is that Toru is wearing the ribbon that Yuki gave her in the last uh, chapters. Oh, really? Like the yeah. squiggly scalp, the scalloped ribbon. Little, yeah, you can. At least yeah. I'm 90 sure that's the ribbon she's wearing because it looks exactly the same. For sure. Also, I mean, she has like she's always worn straight ones before, so yeah, that's nice. That's her like first day yeah. outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, did you ever pick out your like first day outfit for school? <laughs> yeah, up until like I don't know fourth grade or something, and then everyone stopped caring. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I was gonna say I'm thinking about like maybe. I think trying to think back to high school, and I'm sure my first day outfit was just like whatever black t-shirt I could find and whatever hoodie I could find, like yeah. <laughs> and jeans. <laughs> anyway, lucky I'm here on time. Yeah, actual basically. clothes on. Oh my god, I'm using a nice outfit. <laughs> Especially because we had to be at high school at 7:25, which was terrible. Anyway, but yeah, she. I'm sure Toru was like, I'm gonna wear these. Like, my headcan is that they're special <laughs> at least. Yeah, which I'm sure they are. Well, there's. We can also talk about Momiji's clothes. Oh uh, yeah, of course. So. Um, oh, I also like. I guess I kind of commented about this in the um, when I was talking through this is the whatever summary before. It's interesting that Yuki is so involved in like school stuff, mm-hmm. like being a class. He's like a class rep, and he's like volunteering. Like he's always doing stuff yeah. at school. I think involved with the school stuff, which is good. I think he's stretching himself. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing it on purpose for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As he talks about like back with the Daihin men stuff, talking about trying to. Mm-hmm. like go out of his comfort zone more mm-hmm. it's also kind of like a neutral way that he can do that like he doesn't really have to be mm-hmm. like friendly with people but then it forces yeah. him to like be out of his comfort zone like it's kind of mm-hmm. it's a nice like borderline i guess i don't know yeah baby steps baby steps and also like it's funny it is funny when all the girls are like my, my name is like whatever class one one yeah. a blood type whatever like yeah. scorpio <laughs> like it's really funny long walks on the beach yeah poor yuki <laughs> <laughs> Um, but of course, you know, whatever he deals with it. So let's talk about Momiji's clothes. So, and also I want to talk about what's the deal with Kyo? Like he made fun of, so of course, like he was super, I mean, like I said, enraged, I think when I talked about it, he makes that like crazy eyed face 
when he sees Mobiji. I think it's more of a shocked face. Maybe. I guess it is. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like it enraged, think... being enraged is his response to many things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. I do think the his initial slamming Mobiji down to the floor is because Mobiji looks like he's about to jump and hug Toru. <laughs> oh, that, that's possible, too. That's always how I read that. Like, he's like, Toru, and coming running over. And then he just slams over him. But he also <laughs> yeah, sasses him at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a preemptive, like, slamming. Just be like, Mobiji, yeah. now you're here. You're going to get slammed into the ground. <laughs> Behave. Like, what did I tell you I would do if it was stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all like, um, but like, it's interesting. I just thought it was interesting how he like made fun of Yuki the whole time that he was wearing the dress during the culture fair. And then he's like, he kind of, I feel like he, he kind of overreacts to Mimiji's uniform too. Like he calls it disgusting <laughs> and whatever. And it's like, obviously not a big deal. Like nobody cares about it except for the other crazy president guy yeah. who's, e- who blows it even more out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, it's it's fine. Just let him yeah. get comfortable. <laughs> and I enjoy his little shorts. That he's like clearly crafty. Yeah. I like his little hat. Is that part of the uniform? I don't, you know, I don't think it is. <laughs> it looks like it matches, but I've never seen anyone else in the school wearing the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe he added the shorts and the hat. He wanted to yeah. accessorize. Yeah. I was assuming the shorts were from the boys' uniform, like the maybe. summer version oh, of it or whatever. Maybe but, they're like their gym shorts. The gym version of it or whatever. Yeah. But. Maybe. That's funny. I don't know. Because they always wear pants and they're also dark, so they don't match like yeah. they're blue. They're not blue, but I think their shorts might be. I don't know. I can't remember what they were wearing in the running one. They were definitely yeah. wearing shorts, though. Yeah. I think I just always assumed it was like in the bottom half of the boys' uniform and the top half of the girls' uniform. Maybe. I always assumed that he made the shorts and the hat <laughs> like a crafty person or someone made he had them made perhaps yeah i also noticed I think there's another scene where he's got snacks in this chapter too Does ever he? since we pointed out the first one and he's like always oh, got good oh yeah yeah it's when uh when kyo and haru are yelling at each other <laughs> it has uh momiji saying like toro do you want a lollipop and it oh yeah that says he's already bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and toro's actually got a lollipop at that moment oh really <laughs> Oh, no, he's holding it up to her. He's holding it up to her. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. She was just holding it in front of her face. Like, I guess I have a lollipop now. (laughs) This is, like, torn between, like, being concerned about Haru and Yuki. Yeah, that's right. He did offer a lollipop. But, yeah, so the guy, you know, the guy comes up and sasses him. I just thought it was, Kyo was really sassy, too. Like, Mm. he, yeah, and he was really sassy about both. Like, I wonder what it is. And the way he kind of described it was, like, it had to do more with his, like, masculinity, like, wanting him to be more masculine or something mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting because like i don't really remember that that being that strong of a trait with kyo and then he also made fun of he was like oh yuki's can... self-conscious about being girly or whatever yeah i think with kyo like i think you could you could read it that way but i think you can also read it as like obviously with yuki he's just lashing on to whatever he can make fun of yeah <laughs> and with momiji i think it's more this like <laughs> momiji gets on his nerves and mm-hmm. he's like talking about playing it cool and he's like how are you playing it cool when you're <laughs> Wearing the girl's uniform. Yeah, exactly. Around the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Running in the hall, wearing a fancy yeah. hat. Like, stop drawing attention to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, you're right. It is just annoying for him. And I think it's, but also maybe he's trying to, like, be like, dude, like, can you try to fit in a little? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's that, too. Yeah. Kyo and Yuki are always trying to fly under the radar. That's, like, all yeah, that they want to do. More, yeah. And everyone, and they, they stand out everywhere they go. And, like, Momiji more so. And I think mm-hmm. Momiji likes it and they don't. So yeah. it's always causing... Kyo is constantly trying to like get Momiji to stop being like that, I think. Yeah. Learn to blend, dude. I know, basically. 
on the upside, um, Kyo is looking a little bit more. He looks like more and more concerned for Yuki. Like, especially mm-hmm. when in the scene, it caught my attention when um, Haru and Momiji were like, Akito is coming, and he looked like over his shoulder. Like, so I think it was mm-hmm. to build up the reveal to Yuki's face, but Kyo looked back at him yeah. too. So I thought it was interesting. And then, of course, he mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, he gave Akito the like, um, I don't know. He gave Akito a good like glare when Akito was mm-hmm. leaving too. So maybe that's yeah. out of personal reasons for not being mm-hmm. on good yeah, terms with Akito, but <laughs> I think that one. Yeah, I have I have three lines in my notes that are just Akito and Yuki, Akito and Kyo, and Akito and Toru, <laughs> like discussing those three yeah. relationships. So I think like I think you can segue into that now. I think there's probably like a personal thing between Akito and Kyo, but I do I did notice him like looking back at Yuki, like he anticipated that. Yuki would have a negative reaction there. Mm-hmm. Looking slightly concerned at that point. I think so. Like maybe he's letting himself feel a little bit more concerned, mm-hmm. or at least, yeah, being I don't know, taking the he didn't have to look back there. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he like kind of glance, give him like side eye, you know. Yeah, like there's definitely sort of a like, like an awareness, like at the very least, it's like, oh, that's not a good thing for Yuki. I wonder how he's reacting to this mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Thing, even if he's not consciously thinking that. <laughs> for sure. But yeah. And then, of course, yeah, we could talk about Akito and Toru, who Toru got <laughs> sent into the lion's den on her own, inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> um, their exchange is interesting. Yeah. Like, um, Akito does... It's like, Akito didn't do anything weird to her. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, I'm very in, pleasant. I'm impressed with the... Like, I don't remember it as much the first time I read it, but the just the sheer menace that comes off of the keto, even though he doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah. It's like... very, very strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, like, the fact that Akito doesn't do anything is what makes it kind of menacing. It's like he doesn't have mm-hmm. to. And then, like, really, it's not the scene with Toru that makes that very clear. It's the scene with Yuki that makes that very clear because it's like one second Akito's being all nice and cheerful to Toru and saying that she's mm-hmm. all very cute and asking them to just take care of them. It's like a very normal exchange. Um, mm-hmm. And then Yuki comes and he's like, I missed you, Yuki, at New Year's. Yeah. And, like, you could tell the tone is, like, completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel yeah, like I, I might that, not have let that come across in the summary. But... Yeah, like, I think there's kind of a tension before that, but the part that, like, really switches mm-hmm. for me is when Yuki says, what did you do to Honda-san? And, like, Akito's face just kind of shifts there. Yeah, it's and completely... Then, like, I was just saying hello, and and then they, like, if you're through being distrusting, yeah. it becomes very, like, there's just definitely a shift there. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gives this, like, it feels kind of fake. Like, I don't think Toru comments on it. I don't think she notices it. But it feels kind of forced, like, the whole interaction with her. It's like, you're so cute. You're so whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't. I'm shy and I didn't get to introduce myself to you properly. Like, I wasn't creeping watching you from the shadows. I just didn't, yeah. you know, introduce myself to you. And please mm-hmm. take care of Yuki specifically and the others. Like, whatever. You know, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, and then, the, yeah, the way Yuki reacts and the way that Akito's tone and facial expression completely shifts when Yuki is there is interesting even Toru mm-hmm. called it out and was like how do you describe that like animosity like this yeah. face saying things that are completely normal well not completely normal but just mm-hmm. with no expression yeah. uh, so like even at the beginning <clears throat> she's talking about how he seems so like nice and everything and then like she's remembers she's like this is the person who hurt Hattori's eye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's immediately on on guard yeah. There's something about the way that Akito acts that immediately even puts Toru kind of, <clears throat> you know, on edge a little bit. And then when, of course, after she's like, like, Akito is a hard person to describe, but 
Um, and like even and I was kind of she says like she was kind of afraid of Akito or something or it's kind of scary. So mm-hmm. even she says that too. But of course, it's after witnessing Akito. I don't know if she can hear what Akito is saying to Yuki, but I think that she I think can. She says she can't. I, I think she says she can't. She says like, yeah, she specifically says I couldn't hear what they were talking about, but Yuki couldn't seem so frightened. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course we yeah. we hear what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that you know Akito basically threatens Akito is like I missed you like these when you do these things it hurts me like typical kind of like abusive mm-hmm. uh, manipulative language and then threatens to lock Yuki away in a room in the room especially for him mm-hmm. to teach him a lesson so there's the obvious threat there yeah um, and of course Yuki is terrified he's so scared that he's shaking after when Akito <clears throat> leaves yeah yeah it was also intense also, yeah it's also interesting i don't know if it I can't remember who said it in the summary, but he specifically asks, like, why he skipped out on New Year's. Mm-hmm. And, like, back in that chapter, everyone was talking about, like, Akito's not going to be happy about this. Yeah. So, kind of interesting that it came back in this way and after it seems, a few chapters. It seems like they didn't go to New Year's. They didn't go visit him after New Year's after all. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like Akito, like, Yuki hasn't been there since New Year's. Yeah. Or since before New Year's, right? Mm-hmm. Which they said, which is funny, because Tori was like, they... Toru said that Kyo and Yuki were going to go visit the main house and Toru was like, I seriously doubt it when they yeah. <laughs> he thought. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. of course, that was true. Yeah, it's like everyone in that chapter was like, Akito's not going to be happy about this and he was not. <laughs> no, Akito was definitely not happy about it. It was interesting to note. And then, yeah, of course, we have, I think we talked about Akito's relationship with Kyo enough. I mean, as much as we can see, but they definitely, yeah, there's I animosity think, there that, too. Yeah, I think that glare is one of the most intense ones we've seen from Kyo. Mm-hmm. Or toward Akito, so, like, out of, like, sheer, sheer hatred right there. Yeah, and, like, like almost, like, suspiciousness or something, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like what is he doing? They're all really suspicious about what Akito is doing there. Yeah. Um, which is why they told Yuki, right? So. Yeah. I think it's just, like, even before you see their direct confrontation, you can tell it's a... It's a big deal. It's going to be a thing, because they specifically warned Yuki. Mm-hmm. And Yuki's really upset about it before even mm-hmm. seeing Akito. Yeah. And immediately suspicious of what happened between Akito and Toru. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all we can say without spoiling stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very intense interaction mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, I also thought it was interesting to, to shift to a less, slightly less intense thing. I thought it was interesting how we saw Shigure and Hitori were contrasted again with like the kids outside. Mm-hmm. So in the chapter for Valentine's Day, the kids all went on a double date and Hitori on their double date adventure, as I like to call it. Um, and Hitori and Shigure, mm-hmm. they had like a conversation that where they talked about their past. In this case, mm-hmm. they're having a conversation where they're talking about Akito and they're like in the main house again while the kids are outside mm-hmm. having fun. So it's just interesting to see that contrast again. Coating their, coating their lungs with tar. Yeah. Well, specifically <laughs> Hitori, the doctor. I was wondering if anybody... It didn't look like in any of the previews that anybody was smoking in the anime. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I don't think anybody has yet. I can't remember if Shigure did in that one episode, but I guess I'll save that for later. Yeah, yeah. we're just now getting into Hattori's introduction. So. Oh, I'm so excited. They're the biggest smokers. so They are. And it seems like they smoke mostly when they're together. Yeah. I mean, Hattori does like, by himself, but... It's probably like, like when you hang out with people you knew when you were younger and you kind of fall back into your old bad habits. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shigure just, like, bump cigarettes off of Tori, too. 
probably. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> I'm almost sure he does, actually. Now I, that you said it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it. <laughs> I can't remember what happened in that scene in the one where they were in the main house before, but I mean, maybe he just like, Tori just handed him a cigarette. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, those are all the non spoilery things that I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll move on to spoilers. <laughs> so that's all for now. Um, so after the music, we'll talk about spoilers. You can find us at staytogetherpodcast.com. We are Stay Together Podcast on Tumblr, at Stay Together Pod on Twitter, and you can email us at staytogetherpodcast at gmail.com. I really should have picked a shorter name for this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> everything's fine. Um, and I just want to say thank you all for listening as always, and we'll see you next time if you don't listen to spoilers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I just like to scream goodbye. We're talk to, back to talk about spoilers. Yeah, I'm going to start with all the lighthearted stuff again. Okay. <laughs> is is Makoto, Miss Motoko's imagination a spoiler for Momiji getting hot later? Yeah, that's what they got to think. <laughs> I have that written down. I think grown up Momiji because that's pretty close to what he winds up looking like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does uh, wear the boy's uniform. When yes. When he, when, he, when he grows into it. When he glows up. It <laughs> glows up, yeah. <laughs> Momiji definitely glows up for sure. <laughs> But still with a lollipop. Uh, yeah, and his little bunny backpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that scene. It's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about, like, Yuki doing lots of stuff in the school. Mm-hmm. And he eventually becomes the uh, like, student body president or something. President. I can't remember exactly what his title is. President. But, yeah. I know he replaces the, the freaky dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is probably a good choice because that guy was, like, way too yeah. anal. <laughs> yeah. One thing funny, though, I forgot that he called it the school defense force because I remember Kakiru calling it that. Yeah. Later on, I just thought that was a Kakiru thing. I forgot it was already established. Yeah, I forgot that he called it that too. But I'm sure that yeah. Kakiru's version is completely different. <laughs> well, he talks about how he's like he wanted to join the school defense force, so I think he knew it was called. Somebody <laughs> called it that and was like, "Yeah, that's how they that's recruited." My jam. <laughs> that's how they recruited Kakiru. He's like, uh, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you want to join the student defense or the school defense force?" And he's like, "Do I?" <laughs> yeah. And what color can I be? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to join the student council? He's like, I don't know about that. What about the school defense force? Yes. Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I took note of is like, you see some of like Haru's protectiveness. Mm -hmm. And like, we've seen him kind of be protective of Yuki, but we also see him be protective of Mobiji in this chapter. And that's kind of like a a big trait of his later on. But I didn't really notice that it was. uh, established pretty early because he's really protective of a lot of the characters he's protective of kisa and obviously protective of rin mm-hmm. and momiji as we see yeah i just yeah because i noticed him like it's the guy like making momiji upset that makes him go off this time yeah it was interesting it's a good catch like i i guess i know that he has that character trait so i didn't really think mm-hmm. about it it didn't stand out but it's the first time i think although he mm-hmm. did i mean he cared about yuki in the yeah. In the... But that's kind of like they have a special relationship, so you could yeah. see that as being just kind of a, a one-off thing. But it's yeah, that's true. Becoming out more obvious that he's just kind of a he's protective of the people he cares about in general. Mm-hmm. He's very caring, and yes, of course, we'll see that with Rin. Mm-hmm. I was going through all the chapters, making plans, and I was like, "This is a Rin one. This is a Rin one." It was so many. <laughs> I love because I like Rin. But mm-hmm. anyway, and then the. Uh... I don't think I have anything else lighthearted. So, uh, <laughs> you know, in Yuki's uh, yeah, how about that backstory? <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't talk about any of these images in this imagery right now. <laughs> Is that? I have a question for you about that. Mm-hmm. Is it? Did he didn't put Yuki in the cat's room? 
no, I don't it's think so. a different room, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure, but I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. look it up. I'm pretty sure the only yeah, person he put in the cast room was Rin, but Yeah. Because uh, I think it's uh like it's a room where they used to hang out. Yeah. Before I like lost it more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the reference yeah. to the like the paint and the yeah. thing. Which of yeah. course I couldn't talk about. I just stated yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, much strong imagery on that page that comes in later on. That like little sketch of Akito's face is so like sadistic looking. Mm-hmm. It was really creepy, or it stood out to me this time. Paint the paintbrush. The paintbrush. So. Mm-hmm. That's like um the paintbrush like the paint I don't know scene or whatever I can't remember exactly when that happens but it's also very like mm-hmm. um you know the same word that we used impactful <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It makes a big impact. Yeah. That's uh, speaking of Kakiru, I believe that comes up when he's talking to Kakiru. It does. I'm also mm-hmm. excited about that. Mm-hmm. He kind of like, basically at one point Yuki kind of confesses, all, or not confesses, but he he divulges all this information about himself to Kakiru. Yeah. In that one part. I think, yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's good for him to share his feels. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing was that flashback you see when Shigeru and Hattori are talking. Mm-hmm. Is that from some later part? I can't remember when it has Yuki because he's older then. Oh, it's when Yuki asked to go to Shigure's. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's Yuki asking Shigure to yeah, help him. Yeah, I thought him. it might have been, but I couldn't remember exactly. Uh, I can't remember exactly what part of the series it's in or like, but I'm I'm about, I'm pretty sure that that's like, I don't know if it's directly the same panel, but I'm pretty sure there's like another one that's. Yuki asking for Shigeru yeah. to take him away, which is so, it's interesting that he's so old. Like, that's, like, yeah, right before the that, series like, starts. Yeah, like, he was he was under Akito's thumb for a really long time. A long time. Like, I think, like, we always talk... It's amazing he's as functional as he is. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> we always talk about how it's interesting that, like, Toru... So, like, we know that Toru's mom and Kyo's, Kyo were in the same place at that time of the accident, so Kyo's timeline and her timeline's up, timeline line up for when they when the series kind of starts. But I'm pretty sure Yuki moved into Shigure's house like when they started school, like when they started high school or mm-hmm. something. So it's also right before the series starts. I would have to yeah. look that up. Or we'll have to like watch out for that later. But he's mm-hmm. definitely old. He was definitely in high school because he said he went to a boys' middle school. Like he chose to. He says, I think, like, I don't know. It was part of his way of getting out of the Soma house was to go to like a yeah. co-ed school and live mm-hmm. with Shigure. So... I think all those things had happened right before the series started, too. Yeah. That's my recollection, at least. But yeah, it's a reference yeah. to that time. And it's, yeah. it's Shigure that he's That's what I thought it, it might have been, but I wasn't 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Let me see if you remembered. I remember very clearly <laughs> um, that specifically, but then nothing else about it. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had to avoid... I was like, I can't... It's like, it just says, like, get me out of here, which is kind of intense. Mm-hmm. I think he's more just like kind of like i mean i don't know i guess maybe it is intense um it's kind of like asking him to take him help him get out I of the think house. i remember like like shigeru's being shigeru about it yeah and exactly like to, and like starts to like leave and then he grabs like, his... he grabs him yeah like after yeah yeah shigeru i remember shigeru being shigeru about that situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way to describe it <laughs> yeah yeah and then he just makes kind another one of those him. things yeah yeah this kind of the scene with that flashback in Shigeru's face right afterward and again makes it one of those scenes where it seems like Shigeru kind of feels guilty about something. But... Mm-hmm. 
He's like, oh, yeah, you can't, like, torture someone for a long time without <laughs> them having scars. Remember that time that I almost made Yuki stay in the <laughs> Soma house <Yeah>. forever? <laughs> oh, good times. And Hattori's like, well, you know, someone else might be able to help him. <laughs> yeah. Someone much, much better than Much you. nicer and better than you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Shigure. I really do like Shigure as a character, <laughs> but he's awful. <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah. And Akito is, really, too. I really I mean, enjoy him as a character. He's a one of the more interesting ones but. yeah it's he's a i don't know he's a character that i love to be suspicious of for sure yeah. <laughs> and be like that's not what you mean you jerk yeah, yeah. I, I revel in his awfulness for sure i revel in akito's <laughs> awfulness until i start to feel yeah sympathy for akito mm-hmm. but then i also appreciate how like rin is like i'll never forgive akito or essentially like i can't remember yeah. exactly which is fine that's also an perspective mm-hmm. that's fine when someone has you know almost killed you several times essentially yeah <laughs> I do like how obviously way to the end of the series, yeah. some of the, several of some of are like, I I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a legitimate reaction. Like I think like, yeah. all of the thing about Takaya's work, I think that most resonates with people is that it like has all of these facets of genuine emotion. And there's mm-hmm. some critique that doesn't cover everything. Like you know, there's no characters that are like homosexual or whatever but it has this whole like really broad spectrum of many many human emotions different types of love different types of different feeling conflicted feelings about different things like a variety of things i think everybody's conflicted about something which is nice yeah and like none of the characters even the like awful ones are really like shamed for their the emotions they feel no like they're allowed to be you know angry and spiteful and Mm mm-hmm upset and you know all sorts of things without really being like you shouldn't feel that way even yeah. if they're like terrible people yeah well they, like, they even, can't even terrible people are allowed to have emotions <laughs> they're allowed to have emotions like the trick to being not terrible is to learn how to control them but yeah <laughs> that's how it goes yeah. um that's the like um that's the coming of age part of this story for everyone even the mm-hmm. old characters or the older yeah, characters <laughs> <laughs> the most emotionally st- Shigeru meant what he meant when he said he's the most cursed is that he's the most emotionally stunted of all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> state of arrested development. Has anyone done any like incorrect quotes for arrested development for Fruits Basket? Because I think that would fit really well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure someone you can submit them to the like incorrect Furuba Q on Tumblr if you want, which makes like- me laugh. <laughs> It's like, I love all of my Zodiac equally earlier that day. I don't care for Kyo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's true. I thought it was interesting how, so like I was looking at this, Akito says, oh, we weren't properly introduced to the main house before, but let's, let's like properly introduce ourselves. I'm Akito and I'm head of the family or whatever. And I want to be friends. And I thought it, that I want to be friends like really threw me off because that's what Toru says to Akito, I think, at the end. Mm, and so I looked yeah. it up. The scene is very similar um, where they Toru, like when uh, right before the cliff collapses, it's not exactly the same. And I don't have the Japanese version yet to compare if it was like the same wording or something. It's just translated differently in English and so far apart. Um, but Toru is basically like, oh, the may- the way that we met was all wrong. Let's start over. And like, I want to be friends. So mm-hmm, it's kind of interesting yeah. how there's a parallel there. It's not something yeah. I was expecting. I think yeah, Toru and Akito's like first meeting and last meetings are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great foil. That hasn't mm-hmm. really been set up yet, but it's going to be. Yeah, know. yeah, it becomes one of my 
another one of my favorite relationships in the series. That's why I suggested the name of this podcast. <laughs> because they have that in common. That's what makes them a great foil. Mm -hmm. Like Toru wants to stay together with the the rest of with the Junishi and Akito wants everything to stay together and stay the same. Yeah. Well, that was another thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's another... <laughs> It's not copyright infringement if I sing it badly, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's less than 30 seconds. <laughs> or whatever. It's also not um, like Disney or someone who's going to come after yeah. you. <laughs> um, that's something else I noticed just on that kind of like, that, like wanting to keep people together kind of phrasing that comes up a lot in the series mm -hmm. is uh, when Yuki's talking about the thing he mm -hmm. wanted when he was thinking of that room. He says like, a happy home with everyone smiling at me, a home that no one would ever want to leave. Mm-hmm. Just kind of another one of those versions of the like, we'll stay together forever and no one will ever leave kind of thing that a lot of people have. Yeah. Versions of that in the series. Yeah. And there's <laughs> that's Yuki's, it's true, of wanting things to be the same. Mm -hmm. I guess like accepting that things change is definitely a big part of the series. It's just kind of like how that, it's like a lighthearted, happy kind of desire here, but it shows it, you know, it shows it in darker forms in the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think it's kind of how like, a, how like a, like a benign or even, like loving desire can be twisted depending on where it's coming from you know it's true and that's that's like the whole that's basically like the curse like you just summed yeah. it up in like a yeah. sentence <laughs> something that was like a desire to be together yeah. becomes a shackle right mm. yeah it's yeah it's kind of interesting i i just noticed it i was like oh that's those words again yeah here comes the theme again <laughs> if you change the words, that doesn't count as copyright infringement either, right? <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. I didn't think about that that way before. That's a good point, and it's not. He's not the only one that thinks about that kind of thing in like a positive way, or it's something that he desires in a positive way, mm -hmm. or they desire in a positive way. Yeah, I'm really glad I didn't have to talk about people, um, you know, like swinging the <laughs> badminton bats and like whatever, <laughs> or whatever, not bats. <laughs> what are they called? Like Rackets. Such a random game for them to be playing. Is that even big in Japan or more I don't than know. The 90s? <laughs> Maybe. Also, it's like it's like cheap and portable. Like I bet they play it at school or something. Like I don't know how do because like how do they even have all the equipment? Like where do they get all that from? Anyway, these are the exactly. questions. Or we used to like you could like rent out the balls for a free period or whatever. Maybe they have like that. Maybe perhaps they <laughs> do that. I don't know. Uh, I guess the one other spoiler thing is that Toru, again, addressed her mother in her inner monologue. Like, in mm -hmm. particular, when she was kind of thinking about how, like, meeting with Akito was scary. Or she's like, Mom, I met the head of the family today. And, like, it was, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she mm -hmm. addresses her mother in her inner, inner monologue a, a lot. And I think it's just mm -hmm. also part of another little, like, peeking through of her, that, like, kind of still unhealthy attachment and... Yeah. not yet processed major loss in her life i think mm -hmm. yeah i don't have any of their spoilers just those big you know terrifying keto spoilers yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay um so next episode if you stuck around to listen to the rest of the spoilers thank you of course and thanks for listening to this episode we'll be talking about chapters 21 and 22 next time and uh, that's it because i already said all the stuff <laughs> before <laughs> We're still in the same places. Yeah, we're still... I mean, nothing has happened in, in, the, last in the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or however long this has been. In between the time that I added the music and then we started mm -hmm. recording this, which was literally five seconds. Nothing has happened. So, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.